You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Up from the depths, 40 stories high, breathing fire, his head in the sky, Godzilla, 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 and Godzilla. Guys, welcome hey. back to VHS Vengeance, the podcast. I am Nick, and I am amped. Why am I amped, Dave? Dave, why are we both so excited right now? Because Godzilla is in the city, fucking shit up. You're man. damn right. From that cartoon intro, which uh, I had, to, I had to throw in the uh, the forty there because it's it's always bothered me. It's always annoyed me, and now I get a chance to fix it thanks to the You're Gonna Be Out Podcast Network. And uh, I did, and now I feel better and i can move on but yes we are doing godzilla and which godzilla are we doing uh we could be doing godzilla versus smog monster which would be fucking sweet that's a great one fight pollution yeah yes rainbow rainbow children let's let's fight pollution together different uh, episode no no we're not doing that we're, we're, we're not doing that one we're not doing uh godzilla versus megalon also amazing J- jaguar thank you for saving us punch 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 uh we are doing uh, the often forgotten Godzilla vs. Biolanti, uh, the George Lazenby of Godzilla movies, if you will. It is the forgotten. Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yes, a very excellent metaphor because not a lot of people have seen it, and it doesn't have a lot of respect on its name, but it deserves it. And this is a good one. And I, I you know, hats off to you, Nick, for finding this tape and showing it to me because uh, I, I grew up uh watching godzilla movies i love godzilla movies i don't think i'd ever seen this before like it's 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 so uh it's godzilla it's it this is the one of maybe two that fall in a weird uh purgatory like uh the sunken place space (laughs) between godzilla eras Mm -hmm. so like in america you had godzilla yeah in the major releases you have godzilla godzilla 1985 godzilla 2000 Mm. and this is the sequel to Godzilla 1985 uh, so much so that even in some parts of the world it's called Godzilla 2 or Godzilla 1990. Wow. Uh, It's also called Big Dinosaurs in a couple places. Oh boy, I don't like that. (laughs) um, Inaccurate. But but it uh, it was was, it's the few literal sequels that Godzilla has until the 1990 Toho 90 series happens mm. uh, where they all follow next to each other and Godzilla 1985 and, and this one are the lead-ins to that series but they're not in the 90s yet so they're in this amorphous weird time and uh, after Biolanti they start perfecting the series in the style that they want and before Biolanti they're starting it and then this is in that weird mid-zone and so uh, that's why it, it's kind of forgotten it's also one of the longer ones. Hmm. Uh, it's 104 minutes, but the screener they sent out to uh, uh, video stores and everyone to buy was only 83 minutes. So I think they kind of tricked people uh, into ordering their movie to, uh, to get there. Uh, and it's, it's just odd. It's just an odd film on its own. I mean... I think that might be an underselling of how batshit crazy this movie is. Yes, this is, it's more than odd. I mean, Godzilla 
you know, in general, is a very strange series. I think we can agree. Like, it's how about this... a giant radioactive invincible god monster. So that's the basis. Right, true. And it You're just starting gets, there. it just gets fucking crazier from there. And this might be the most absolutely like off the rails crazy one period yeah i would say i nominated at least and when when you're trying to sell it to people if you're using one of like one of its big tags one of its blurbs on the posters which was after rising from his volcanic grave godzilla is threatened by a mutant rosebush like that doesn't make any sense that's that's kind of what i was that's how like kind of sort of how i sell it to people i'm like yeah it's like godzilla fights this giant rose monster that's in a lake period right and <laughs> like and the fact there was that there's so much with this movie like there's the movie itself which is batshit crazy and then there's how it got made and the its background which is that's odd and nuts i mean it was it's one of the few movies that i've ever known about that was a uh write-in contest winner and that's how it got made <laughs> it that i didn't know that until you just said that right this second and that <laughs> makes complete sense this feels like godzilla fan fiction it, it, yeah, it was. And even though it was heavily altered, heavily altered, but the original script written by a dentist and part-time screenwriter who also got an episode on Ultraman, a.k.a. Mm. Ultra Bitch, because I hate him. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, shots fired. Yeah. Shots Bop fired. Believe it. <laughs> Believe it. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, there's a there's a Japanese dentist kicking down the door right now. <laughs> oh, wait, we have a dentist drop. Let's see what that is. Ow! Ah, oh, surprise uh, root canals. That is pretty it. scary. All right. Twente, uh, chill out with that anti-dentist stuff. <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was written by it was fan it was fan fiction. It was written by a fan. And Amazing. uh then then directed by a guy who didn't really want to direct a Godzilla movie, just was using the name and the budget and the prestige you'll get from it. He wanted to write a spy film. Which, which he, he did. did. Which he did. Which he did. <laughs> this movie Godzilla is movie. a low-key, like, it's a spy movie, like, smuggled into the internal organs of a Godzilla movie. So. Pretty much. There's a lot of spy shit going there on There is a lot of spy shit. Kind of started from the beginning, which kind of, which, which helps dovetail both odd sides that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, 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 the film starts literally with the end of Godzilla 1985. In his battle with the X One, I think it was called. Now is that is uh, that what is, what is that? I don't it's know. It's a big flying machine that shoots lasers at Godzilla. It's, Which they they have here weapon. again, right? Yeah, they bring it back, uh, uh, new and improved. I really liked that stuff. It was pretty. It was a pretty cool ship. I'll give it that. It has this awesome like uh, reflector dish crystal thing that's supposed to shoot Godzilla's atomic breath back at him. Back at you, buddy. And, and then works. they're like, "What? We made it up pure diamonds. Uh, they melted it." That- uh, beyond crap. science yeah that's right ah <laughs> uh, shit man, this movie rules <laughs> um but so uh but so it, it's it's uh you're seeing the end of 1985 happen and uh post battle uh japanese military is uh going through the rubble and uh a secret co covert black ops american military unit is there trying to find pieces of godzilla so that they can bioengineer him for whatever purposes they want. Right. And this is the first batshit crazy scene of the film where this black ops troop is made up of three soldiers mm-hmm. dressed like normal extras from uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yep. Uh, picking up some Godzilla pieces, putting them in a jar. They're getting seen by, I don't know, a hundred 
special Japanese military, and then these three Americans wipe out everyone in a comical Benny Hill-style massacre. Like, it's really strange. Because they, they, they start shooting people, they're running, they're running, they're running, they're running, with the Japanese military probably about five feet behind them most yeah, of the way. Yeah, it's like a shitty Call of Duty mission, pretty much. And they're just like... yelling at them, stop! Stop! <laughs> and they don't. And then uh, then there's a point where they pull out the old classic where... Why don't uh, we hop in a bunch of planters and right. wait for them to go by? Yeah, and they all run past them, and then they pop back up and go, Hey, guys, look back over here! And then they mow a bunch of bunch of Japanese military down, and they, they win. These three American soldiers... Ah, but there's a twist. There is a twist. And they've, they've defeated the Japanese, which is a really weird... Uh, way to play your country in a movie that you are bankrolling. Well, I mean, there's a hierarchy of evil, okay? There's the honorable Japanese, Mm -hmm. and then there's the dastardly Americans, but then there's people that are more dastardly yet. Well, people who fight with no honor. Exactly. The Sarabians. The Sarabians. Now, you might be saying, Sarabians? That's not a country. Saudi Arabia? No. Do you mean Saudi Arabia? Yes, they do. (laughs) But what happens in this movie is they are called Sarabians. All one word. (laughs) So just, wink, wink. We all know what they're really trying to say. <laughs> so there's a Sarabian uh, hitman uh, who, who you know he's a badass, cool hitman. Dude. He's a bad motherfucker. I like this guy because he, he wears he, a he wears a trench coat and cool sh- future shades. Not only does he wear his sunglasses at night, he wears his sunglasses at night underground in a sewer at 3 a.m. <laughs> during a hit. Like yeah. this motherfucker is ice cold. And like, uh, <laughs> he he pops out from behind a pillar takes out the the american troop and says thank you very much for doing most of my work for me <laughs> losers exactly he kind of like subcontracts to the americans a little bit he's like i like to slide into a mission when it's 15 percent done and <laughs> just kind of put a bow on it yeah and uh he 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 takes the godzilla cells back to sarabia uh where uh our mad scientist creator is there with his daughter and they're they're doing bioengineering stuff. They're there's doing actually, mad science. They're doing mad science, but there's a weird like a uh, pro uh, GMO uh, mm-hmm. message in here where they're like Sarabia is saying that uh, it's yeah, a utopian. It's it a beautiful is. thing. Like they're, they're they're like we have this awesome lab that you're going to use to work on bioengineering and uh, 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 eugenics, basically. Um, and and we know we got that money from oil, but eventually the oil is going to run out. And we're going to have to start uh, farming and irrigating, but how, we can't do that in the desert. So we're going to have – that's why you're here, to make – to create plants that can survive in the desert. And then we don't have to rely on oil, and we can not have to rely on the Americans, and we can make money for ourselves and farm for ourselves. Uh, but the Americans quickly squash that. Yeah, uh, typical Americans. Typical See, Americans. They're not – they're not, they're they're hooked on oil. They don't understand the future vision of this movie where fossil fuels are a dead end. It's all about uh, self uh, care and and agriculture and like growth and life. Like this movie, yeah, this movie gets it. (laughs) This movie's so woke. (laughs) But the the Americans, they blow up the lab that his daughter's in. Uh, Of course they do. Of course they do. And uh, cause him to retire from the game mm-hmm. and not not want to do anything except grow rose bushes in honor of his daughter who loved rose bushes. Um, That'll come back. That, Ooh, yeah, a, oh, boy, oh boy! Oh <laughs> boy! Um, but so that that's that's the beginning of the movie. Right. That's, 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 <laughs> 
that's that's the that's the setup uh and then he and then said doctor um uh, gets the head uh psychic from the uh japanese uh esp yeah we got a real akira style like school of psychics or some shit they're all precogs it's a whole school of precogs yeah and she's the best of them she's like yeah she's like queen shit of that fuck mountain or whatever Um. and he he's trying to get her to talk to the rose bushes who he's uh who he says uh plants have their own field of mental energy that uh people strong enough esp can tap into science very very 70s of him it's very nice talk to your plants they'll they'll like it They'll, they'll they'll respond back um and he uh he gets her to talk to these rose bushes uh but while that's happening the main reason why i'm bringing this this whole scene up is there's a throwaway line literally a throwaway line in the movie that's not yep. brought up again not talked about uh where he's he's talking to her saying that you know i i trust you can talk to the rose bushes and find my daughter's soul in them because she loved him so much and get her messages back to me has he done any like previous work with um i don't know gathering dna maybe or well i mean he was a geneticist so i'm sure he was who knows in in any case he's telling he's telling her that i trust you to do this because your father a scientist after my own heart is uh on a mission to preserve nobel prize winner semen to use for future production of geniuses Yep, I just casually just being like, yeah, I was gathering a bunch of buzz. Smart dudes come, like, you know, on the, on the side, and and they're like, what? And then like, yeah, they don't they don't talk about that. And this is where the mad scientist, where I was like, oh, it, it clear he's mad because she says like, yeah, my dad's my dad's trying to do that, but he's he's coming up against a lot of pushback, and he's like, yeah, the conservative attitudes <laughs> of the scientists and the scientific community of. Of my home country or what forced me out to Sarabia. I, I feel like there's a to... flashback, a cut flashback scene where he's just like jerking off a bunch of scientists. <laughs> and like somebody like a supervisor bursts in and goes, what the fuck, Jameson? And he's like, your conservative attitude. I'm going to go work for Sarabia. <laughs> I need a free open place where well, you don't understand. I'm going to take my rose bushes and leave. <laughs> you'll see. You'll all pay. Yeah, exactly. And they do. They do. Oh, do they ever. He uh he ends up getting Godzilla cells and splicing them with the rose bushes to uh make them an immortal plant. Mm-hmm. So that he uh I mean he says it's so that they can grow in in any in any environment. But rose bushes you can't they can't live uh, off of rose ever, bushes. You ever eat like a tomato that's grown from like a splice, you know, Godzilla plant? <laughs> I mean it just doesn't taste right. It doesn't know? taste like, the I, same. I, I don't know. Like you bite into it and and you can't burst its skin because it's like (laughs) immortal and then it shoots you with laser breath. I'm not into it. (laughs) But so he he does that and uh, uh, maybe because of the power of his daughter's soul stuck in in the rose bushes. Yeah, we should mention that. There's also his daughter's soul is stuck in this goddamn giant rose bush monster. I don't. Do you know what the fuck that's about? I think it was just because she loved rose bushes so much, and there's that she attached her her consciousness attached to these genetically engineered rose bushes he's making to try to bring her back. Mm. And then he uses the Godzilla cells to boost okay. that that uh. Well, when you say it that, that way, probability. Yeah, that yeah. Right? Yeah, that totally that totally tracks. <laughs> uh, but 
as a mad scientist. And there's even a Frankenstein scene where he's splicing them together under the microscope, and it's raining, and there's lightning happening and everything. It's great. These, I gotta say, for these Godzilla movies, sometimes they struggle with the non-Godzilla stuff. When, when the humans are hanging out, what are they up to? Sometimes it's very boring. This movie, everything, all the human side stuff is so crazy and so weird. It's very entertaining. Yeah, like I, I was super into all of the intrigue and weirdness and ma- like magic and science and like spy stuff and like I don't know. Like yeah, because great because like the 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 head Japanese company in uh in in the country uh wants his research for the Godzilla cells so that they can become uh they can overtake the two world powers at the time. Sarabia wants it. Because they want to go back and so they can make their own agriculture. And then the Americans want it because they're Americans and they want it. And they're all going off against each other trying to get it. Uh, while this giant rose bush monster pops up in the middle of a lake. Uh, yeah. Very, uh, which very uh, uh, emo Evanescence like, which someone did splice uh Evanescence with parts it's, of this movie. It's the gothiest, it works. It it's t- the totally gothiest kaiju you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it doesn't move. It's just a, like, what, 200 foot tall rose that doesn't move. It's in the middle of a lake and it's surrounded at night by uh, oh, fog. fog. Yeah. And there's pretty much like, uh, like, you know. And it kind of makes whale sounds. Like, yeah. there's like, like, it's pretty much like out. Goodbye Horses, like playing in the background. Like, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah, it's great. It's a cool fucking monster. Which I love when, because uh, there's there's a scene where uh, the Sarabian agent and the American agents mm-hmm. break in his lab to get the Godzilla cells True. for a second time. True. And let, let me uh, talk about this a little bit. Um, like the American agents are. You know, breaking in there to get files. The Sarabian dude, again, he is always wearing shades. He's just this icy motherfucker. Props. I love him. I love you, dude. Um, yeah, they have a almost like vaguely John Woo-ish gunfight, yeah. sort of. It like. doesn't it's, last very long. But then also it gets interrupted by giant, um, I don't know, like, uh, they're, they're Big plant- Shop of Whores or whatever. Yes. Big Shop of Whores, uh, vines murdering people. Yeah, they, 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 they shoot out of nowhere uh, these giant uh, plant tentacles and uh, take one of the American dudes, kill him immediately. Uh, the other guy jumps through a window and escapes. One, they grab the Sarabian guy and he uh, cuts it off, cuts the tentacle off with a knife and it shoots acid blood everywhere. And then he gets out of there. And uh, the cops show up. The government agents show up and they're like, "Oh, they they tried to they tried to get it, but they didn't. But what the hell happened? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> and then next scene, there's no sign of it getting out of the lab because it's just one rose flower with weird looking uh, uh, roots in a jar. Yeah. At that point, when they come in to steal the cells, uh, and then it obviously grows, but you never see it leave or grow anymore. But then the very next second, it's in the middle of this lake. 200 feet tall standing there just w- psychically wailing to her father and uh, one of the best line hat one of the best lines happens where they see this and the doctor walks up and he goes I think now I may have made a mistake <laughs> oh maybe 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 don't be too hard on yourself doc 
<laughs> Speaking of docks, everyone's standing on this dock just, like, staring at it, like, huh, huh, <laughs> okay. Well, like, the, all the military, all the civilians, all the science people are all just there. And then it doesn't it, like, attack them on the dock? Not that then. It doesn't do anything until, oh, yeah, they, well, they send, you know, like, a military crew like a couple swamp boats and a helicopter over at it kind of independence day yeah and they're just checking it out and then it shoots out you know defensive it has it has it has mouths on it what's why can't i think of the the plant's name from little shop horrors what's its name i i don't i'm not a big musical guy I, april uh god nope uh that's a know. that's a zero for three folks right. <laughs> well uh but uh it it's it has those it has angry venus flytrap mouths yeah it's got angry plant mouths and they shoot them out and destroy the military weapons and and them uh but then it still just doesn't do anything so they're like oh maybe if you leave it alone it'll be okay but that's not gonna happen because while the rose is sitting there contemplating death and mortality and and yeah, why why it's Paris... biggest fucking haiku poem or something <laughs> uh the sarabians have blown the volcano <laughs> That Godzilla got trapped in in 1985. Yeah, four years earlier. Yep. Um, and he escapes and he's out now, and he is pissed, and he's stomping through Tokyo. I can't believe it. Godzilla apparently has no chill. Like I, <laughs> this defies everything I know about. Him. And really, <laughs> apparently he wants to fuck shit up. Yeah. And the, and 1985 is kind of the beginning of this, but this one for sure is like the cementation of oh audrey audrey 2 audrey 2 is the plant's name duh okay all right great anytime i think a little shop of horrors all i think about is uh steve martin and his sweet laughing gas (laughs) head set up um but uh so uh, Godzilla's out now, and what else is, what else is it? From here on out, he's basically like Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. another wrestling. He's in. He's the ultimate anti-hero, not bad guy, not good guy. He's the he's the baddest he's thing the, on the he's planet. Just cracking beers and giving stunners. Yeah, exactly. Motherfucker. <laughs> he's, like, he's like it's 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 not about good or bad. It's just about I'm the baddest. See, now and, you just made me imagine uh, Godzilla giving us a, uh, a fucking stunner to somebody, ooh. and that's like. The best be thing awesome. that's ever been in my brain. Um, <laughs> but it, what what makes you say that? Because he he's fighting all sides. Is what he's fighting. He, yeah, he fights anything and everything. Mm. It, I mean, side note: there's even an awesome scene in the '90s Godzilla versus Mothra, where Batra is also in it, and he's fighting both of them. He's fucking them up, yeah. and then eventually they pick him up. Like they kind of overpower him. They both pick up Godzilla and try to fly him off into space to suffocate him. Not a bad move. Flight and, is not his strong point. Right, exactly. And you're like, well, what's he gonna do? Like, is he just is he gonna fire breath him way off in the in the stratosphere? Now, is this where he flies with his fire breath? Which no, is done at least no, once. That no, I remember. it's not. It's not that. But they they they're so far up. If you you know if you cut the cord now, you're gonna die too, man. So what are you gonna do? And he says, yeah, fuck it. I don't give a shit. And he just <laughs> point blank fires Batra in the face, and then they drop him, and he falls all the way to earth. And hurts himself, but he's that's that's how Stone Cold would do it. Like whatever, you're not going to take me. Even if I go, you're not going to take me. That's true. Uh, uh, there was one time where I had a um, rented uh, gyrocopter, and this is a true story. Uh, it's my first attempted flight, and I kidnapped Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh-huh. and I tied him to a rope, and I flew him into the stratosphere, and uh, I said, uh, 
you know, don't don't deny anything, bud. Like we're both You're in stuck. a guy. Yeah. You know. And uh he opened a beer and he whipped it into my eyeball. <laughs> and um yeah, we both crashed. I died because I'm immortal, but he is immortal and he was fine. He yeah. wrestled the next week yeah. and he won WrestleMania. So Dude, that's it got he's out of Godzilla's own heart. Yeah. Like they're two pots two pieces of the same pot. I see I see where why you went there. Yeah. Uh but it's, and this is the beginning of that. This is kind of the beginning of that that uh, character arc for him, because uh, he 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 just sees Biolanti. I don't know what you are, uh, <laughs> but I know you're big. Why does he go in that lake? I know I know you're big, and I don't like other big things around. True, that ain't me. True, true. And so he attacks him. Mm-hmm. He attacks him and blows it to shit too. He kicks its ass the first time. Yeah, Biolanti has some sweet underwater uh, snake attack kind of stuff. You know, like vine yeah. attacks and stuff. He's getting nibbled on. Um, there's, there's, there's like a rose level attack. Yeah, a like rose a, that, that happens at guys. Every rose has its thorns, <laughs> as a wise man once said. And it it does get him a couple of times. It it it, it kind of it sticks him, and he gets annoyed, and then he fire breasts the shit out of it and blows it in half, and that was that was the end of that. Uh, but he's he's out. So so then he he's out stomping around, and before they can have their rematch. There's more intrigue, mm-hmm. and there's uh well there's there's a great scene where right before Godzilla comes back, there the ESP girl is back in her precog headquarters, and they're going up to the classroom where all the little the little precogs. What are the kids up to? Yeah, what are the kids doing? And they're they're, they're drawing. They're they're they got crayons. You know, they'd be scribbling, scribbling, scribbling. And they come in and they go, "Oh, kids, hey, I'm, I'm here. What are you guys drawing?" And they all hang up in a really cool like ominous music score back back uh, scene they all hang up pictures of godzilla and fire yeah and they're like oh shit oh no <laughs> this is bad this yeah. is a bad omen and sure enough yeah i next day, godzilla pops wish up. that i could have every one of those original crayon drawings of godzilla from all those kids i would make a whole wall out of that in my living room but i'm just i'm just thinking out loud don't worry about it <laughs> but so there's uh but so then there's a bunch of uh humans tracking godzilla now right. and this is my favorite part because since it's uh 1989 our special effects budget has been upped and we can do stuff now we can do stuff on computers but did, weren't you saying something um to just bring up practical effects wasn't there something in the suit that was new to this oh, movie there there was uh uh this is the first time that uh his fins uh his his back fins lit up uh manually the fins themselves in the suit lit up they put some led lights lined it in through the suit and the guy inside could turn them on and off that's interesting so they didn't have to do it in post uh it was this was the first time they could do that and it was it was the the suit this new suits uh from 1985 also used in biolanti also used in the toho 90s ones i mean they're all toho but in the 90s ones with uh Ghidorah and king and uh, mechagodzilla um and it looks really cool. I like this suit. I like this Godzilla look. He's he's got a rounder snout. He looks cooler. His eyes are weird. He's got he's his got eyes are always weird eyes. though. He, he's yeah, got he's like weird. Bambi eyes. In this one. Like he's like <laughs> wink wink. Like you feel. I feel like you're like on a date a little bit. Anytime <laughs> the camera's up in Godzilla's face, you're just like oh. Look at that. It's is? like fearsome and powerful until you get to his and eyes. Sensitive. Yeah, and then you see the sensitive side, <laughs> which uh, is not a bad thing. I think uh, it's pretty good looking Godzilla. What 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 do you think your your top look like? What's your Godzilla? Probably this one. 
or Shin Godzilla. Even with the with, even with the eyeballs. Even with the well, not no, not all the time with the eyeballs. Yeah, I don't like the Bambi eyes. Some whenever he fur when they make him. Well, I mean, talking about brown. Shin Godzilla, I mean that that's it's, it's got a bunch of stages of evolution in that movie. Um, the eyeballs in that one are really disturbing in a good way. Like yeah. I think it works in the movie, but he yeah, really looks like, like a mad like a like a. He looks like a scary sea creature. Yeah, which yeah. I think it's kind of cool. Like he's like a scary. Like, so they, what the fuck is this? Those thing? two, and then uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, the seventies one. I liked that one a lot. Ooh, I liked his look. You know he what? Looked, he looked really cool. As my previous favorite, I think I'm gonna have to go with that. Yeah, I think something about Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. But anyway, let's get back on topic. So, uh, yeah. So uh, he, so 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 yeah, so yeah, Godzilla's Godzilla's stomping around. Uh, after his, after his first victory, and the the humans are trying to stop him, and they have computers now, which they can generate three D uh, uh, battlefield simulations of Godzilla and where he is and how they can track him. And and what Nick is talking about, they they have little vector based, um, yeah, like if you've ever played like a vector based Tron style, almost uh, you know like video game ish. Uh, battlefield simulation and it shows a little vector uh, Godzilla and like all the little vector tanks and stuff and me and Nick talked about this I want this video game so bad so awesome I will give everything I own to play this video game for the rest of my life I just want I just want like battlefield simulations of God you fighting as Godzilla Godzilla, against Godzilla like this is the best video game it's so cool looking and they always have crazy like future music that pops up yeah. When they're going to, and they're like, "Where is he now?" And then they focus in on it, and it's always a three sixty shot screen, so you can see that it's in three D. By the way, hire me and Nick Puente as you know creative directors because we need to be involved. We'll make sure it goes right. <laughs> but so, uh, but so yeah, they're doing that, and they bring out the the X three. It's all it's all new and improved. Super, and it, which is like a super like, I don't know, it's like a super jet. Yeah, tank it, in the sky. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. And it has, yeah, it can, it can, it can uh, reflect back Godzilla's radioactive breath, and it, it does it. It does it a couple of times. It does all right, uh, but eventually it loses because you're fighting Godzilla. It kicks a bunch of ass, but like it's it's state of the art, even better than the last movie. Diamonds apparently get melted by uh, yeah, it, yeah Godzilla's breath, happens. and they're like, what? So you know, but yeah. So that, that happens. So it, it kind of hurts him, uh, but it loses. And then uh, he comes to his second fight with Biolanti, where it's very like he kind of feels the genetic connection to it or something and does this weird like lean in, uh, which I think he was just playing possum because uh, Biolanti's <laughs> in his final form or in her final form where it's it's gone from a rose monster to a rose monster with instead of a rose as a head. A big giant crazy alligator head looking thing. Yeah, it's like it's basically Godzilla, but like more teethy. Yeah, like more um, like a lot of teeth, just one big mouth. Yeah, and it's, it, it's a cool badass looking monster. It looks really good. But it's all it's all on screen for all of ninety seconds. Yeah, because it, yeah. it opens up and tries to start swallowing Godzilla, and then he halfway in just lets go with a fire breath and blows it up from the inside. Yeah. And then uh, walks off into the night like deuces. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is me, baby. Doing another day. I just stunned you. I'm going back for some yeah. beers. <laughs> and he goes. He goes off. Uh, 
Biolante would come up later because all, when they show the spores flying up into space and her her face kind of fading off into the eternity, and those spores go become get to come back as space Godzilla uh, a decade later. Uh, but that's that's a podcast for another time. Uh, this time was him uh, blowing up a giant rosebush, and uh, I guess what anything any anything I missed uh, uh, here. Oh, we can we can do the uh, the budget game, budget gross game, which oh, okay. we don't get to play that often. Okay, uh, I okay. So this is a tough one. So what I do you think no the budget idea. for this movie? This was? is a. There's a lot of X factors here. First of all, this is a movie shot in Japan in like what the 80s. Yeah. So, I don't know what Toho's farting out on a movie like this. Mm, I'm gonna go with. I mean, Godzilla is their bread and butter. Right. It's their. It's a pretty good looking one. I'm gonna go with 10 million dollar budget. Okay. And what what do you think it made? 50 million dollar gross. Ooh. Okay. Well, how'd I do? You did okay on the budget. I mean, you you doubled it. It had a $5 million budget. Okay, fair. Reasonable. Yeah. But, check this out. Gross. Yeah. $7.5 million. What? Barely broke even. People like, fuck this flower movie. Yeah, people were not that into it. It seems long. They didn't understand the, the psychic rose storyline. I don't either, and that's a positive. It's they great. didn't know that, why is there a spy movie in this? People just weren't really feeling it. Uh, and that's why they had to revamp everything for Godzilla vs. Ghidorah. And and I really had never known this movie to be a pot to be a favorite Godzilla movie either until recently. And uh, you liked it, and I liked it this time around. And in 2014, when they asked the Godzilla fans themselves, it was voted by fans and critics as the best one. What? Okay, that's I don't know about all that. Uh, the, the king, the king of Godzilla movies. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know about that either. But it, at the very least, it was a lot more popular than it was when it came out. It is a fascinating sub something or other. Like it's definitely one to see if you have even a little bit of interest in Godzilla movies. And maybe the love and or hate for it was the reason why someone stole the suit uh, for the very next movie. In, in what are you talking about, King Ghidorah? Somebody stole this Godzilla suit in the next movie. <laughs> and uh, tried to hold a ransom, but then an old lady just found hold it. Hold a ransom, that's the best part. You'll never make another rubber suit, even though <laughs> you kind of do that every movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so an old lady just found it in some bushes like a week later. Uh, this is a true story. I finished working in Alaska, and I went to a uh, Halloween store, and was I had a lot of cash. I was very tempted to buy a $150 inflatable Godzilla suit. Ooh, you should just done that. wear it for the rest of the time I was in Hawaii. Perfect. Alaska. Whatever. They're, you know, those weird <laughs> other states. Uh, Once this, you're out of the 48, anything goes. This one, uh, I didn't know. I, I'd never heard of a Godzilla suit's value until this story where they said it was uh, like they had stolen the suit that was valued of 370 grand. That's how much it cost to make God the suit. Damn. Uh, I guess this one was pretty fancy. It's it was pretty lights. fancy. Got those sexy eyes. And it's lighter than all the ones <laughs> in the 70s and stuff. Like, they helped out a lot. You didn't have to pass out inside it and lose 110 pounds while you're trying to wear it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what happened. And that's a whoo, cliff note synopsis of the insanity. We didn't know how the Sarabian hitman dies. Yeah, he dies pretty cool, but I don't like that he died. I like I like that he went out. I was thinking about that the other day at your place. At least he went out. He went out still fighting. Like he, he went was, out like you know, like a like a fighter, like a warrior. Yeah, yeah. he he went he went out pretty good. Uh, 
he gets a he gets evaporated on some some kind of electrical grid that's thing. meant to kill Godzilla. So that's cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, that is if, cool. If the government builds something that's meant to kill Godzilla and it kills you, and that's what they need to take you out. All right, there might we didn't even get to the <laughs> the secret ops agent where they're they're going to try to kill Godzilla with a new anti-nuclear eating bacteria thing in missiles. Well, yeah, I that mean they shoot kinda... into him that don't work really. Yeah, and there's also like a dude that. Oh boy, yeah, I can't, I can't even explain it. But while you're watching it, look out for that third, fourth subplot in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's about twelve plots in there. I think we covered about four of them. So. Yeah, the 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 truly though, like if it's not all, it's not the Godzilla plot. Everything else is even beyond secondary. Uh, and this Godzilla plot was pretty insane, and it was awesome seeing him blow shit up and stomp around, and it was it was pretty cool. I loved it, man. I really appreciate you shown me that tape like i remember like you bought it from house of vintage shout out um and yeah i like i had not seen this godzilla movie and it was just like really quality really weird good stuff it's always good when you can add some awesomeness to your godzilla knowledge and uh collection and this one definitely did that so uh thank you guys for listening to us talk about it this time and uh we will see you next time yeah bye Bye. Vengeance on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. 